Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I'm sorry that it's Friday. Well, you know, things happen. It's that kind of week. It is that kind of week. It's been a terrible, crazy, busy week for me. And now it's Friday. (laughs) Well, that's okay. We're not actually chasing uh, another Walking Dead episode because we are talking about tonight the season Season finale. finale. Yeah. Uh, Hi, folks. I'm Tim. This is Apocalypse Now. And I'm Dustin. And uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start this off by saying they did something with this episode I did not expect. And that is that the Walking Dead season finales usually involve some sort of gigantic conflict, mm-hmm. huge, okay. you know, big body counts. Um, and I'm going to give them credit for doing something different with this episode. I can give them that credit. And I am going to give them credit for showing us something that we have not seen on this show before which is winter. True. And I'm, go- I'm going to give them credit for some very good character moments. Um, the ones between Negan and Michonne. Um, the one between Carol and Lydia. The one between Ezekiel and Daryl. Yeah. However. Um... <laughs> however. There are some other issues with this episode. Yes. Now, you were at, uh, what, Little League practice today? Is that what you were? Little League. Yeah. So I had to come home and watch Walking Dead at, like, 5 in the afternoon. Okay, all right, so hang on. So Sunday, I came back from Kansas City. We were in Kansas City at the same time and did not get to see each other. I know. I was really unhappy about that. But I had a film shoot, and and you had Planet Comic Con, and the schedules just didn't work, and it really sucked. It was sad. Yes, very sad. So I I got in on Sunday night uh, and didn't really get home until 8.30. Mm-hmm. So the show was on, and I didn't want to, like, try and start in the middle or, or, you know, any of that. So I just was like, okay, I'll have to catch it later. And usually I ask a friend of mine to uh, – get me the episode when I miss it on Sunday so I can watch Mm -hmm. it on Monday or Tuesday. Well, I was so busy at work trying to get things taken care of. And, you know, it just was a lot. And I did not get to ask that friend. And so when you have cable and you pay for it, as I do, you can get on demand, but Mm -hmm. that only comes on, on, you know, you can only do on demand on Wednesday. Well, it came on on Wednesday, and that is a really bad night because that's therapy night. And then uh, Thursday was Cardell's birthday, and then tonight was baseball practice. So it just <laughs> just was just a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you you texted me, and and you had an opinion about this episode. I did. I hang on. Let me find it. Uh, this is how memorable the episode was. I I cannot remember what my opinion of this episode was. In my opinion, this was a weak episode. Right. 
the usual structure is we give you guys a recap and then we talk about the episode. But in many ways, very little happened. Right. And so the recap, I think, is going to be very, very brief in that snow comes to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk, I will, I'll circle back around to that in a little bit. But the kingdom has fallen because apparently in all of these years, only a teenage boy considered the possibility of figuring out how pipes work. Right. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's only been nine years of apocalypse. So, which of course makes no damn sense whatsoever. Um, so they've got to abandon the kingdom because it's just too much. Right. And they are going and to... Apparently hit- there was some sort of fire. Right. Which is weird, like... The pipes burst and it caused a fire. Which is also not usually how pipes work, but okay, sure. They right. were methane pipes or something. No, that doesn't and make sense either. So they, they're basically like, and it makes, Ezekiel makes it very like, we're only leaving because it's the winter time and we will come back when we, you know, we're going to rebuild. In the spring we will rebuild. Is like his whole like rallying cry. Right. And then, so their goal is, is they're going to go to Hilltop. Right. Which I have a little bit of an issue with because Hilltop is an enclosed space made up of one building and some smaller surrounding little, you know, storage sheds and lean-tos and covered wagons and all sorts of, you know, the little... uh, But I... that's I, I hang on. I think, but you have to remember that that the hilltop. That's the hilltop we left six years ago. The hilltop, the new hilltop's actually probably the best fortified and and updated community of them all. Because remember, Maggie got the the future in a book. Right, but I'm talking about the square footage. All right. Of okay. the so those are the people who are already in the hilltop, and then the very vague number of how many people are in the kingdom. Yeah. Because depending on how the shot looks, it's like 20 people or it's 150 people or, I mean, it's a very, you know, there's, we still, I still don't have any idea how many people live in any of these places. Right. Which, which gets fun with Alexandria in a little bit, like, you know, but yeah. So they, they go to, uh, they have to go to Hilltop and they have to leave and travel the long distance to Hilltop before the storm hits. Now, considering that we've never actually established how far it is from the kingdom to Hilltop, because the Walking Dead does not know, not know how to distance, this is confusing, because now we have the, the Alpha's territory issue to factor right. in. And I, again, we've had this problem with the show before, but I have absolutely no sense of where any of these places are. Right. That's the big problem I have too, is like when, when they, when they're like at the midpoint or whatever, it's like, we, we're going to have to walk all night to get there. It's like, uh, no, you're going to have to walk for a couple of more hours. Like, unless, unless you are really like got a lot of stragglers walking you it's always made it seem like Hilltop and the Kingdom and Alexandria were roughly a day's walk away from each other. Yeah, more or less, sort of. Yeah. Never once I mean 
we've seen episodes this season where characters left one place and got to the other place by nightfall. Oh yeah. So you can't tell me they're not just they're they're that far away from each other. You just can't. And the fact that they had to stop at the sanctuary m- midway is, you know, just like so stupid. Like, you know, that's their midway point. Oh yeah. Again, if we if we ever see a map, I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those, you know, basically where it's a blank sheet of paper and then everything is one of those, you know, it's like a military map where you've got the little castle sitting here and the little ca- and you just move them around with the pushy little stick. Uh-huh. Uh, that's well, I will say that I did I did think uh it was really weird that uh that when when Ezekiel rolled up the um the thing it had hilt it had sanctuary on it as one of the communities. Oh, did it? I didn't notice yeah. that. Hmm. It was unsigned, of course. Oh well, yeah. All the sanctuary people are dead and gone. And again, this this brings up the whole thing that I had of they should never have abandoned the sanctuary. The sanctuary should have been for the last several years a working facility. For but again, like that goes back to the whole like, you know, dumb old the dumb reason that Alexandria cut themselves off and like it just you know that's one of those like that's like that's like us, the movie. If you start to pull at one thread, mm-hmm. the whole thing falls apart. Yes. And it's like, well, you made some, you did, you did something stupid. I thought you were cool, but you're really stupid. Like, you know, you know, and I don't like to do that, especially for a show that for the most part I enjoy, which is the, what The Walking Dead is. For the most part, I enjoy it. And especially the second half of the season. Right. But like I said, if you pull one thread, then you're like, oh, you're dumb. I missed it. And you're dumb. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's there's a lot that doesn't quite work here in terms of you know this is the reason for the threat well but wait and this is how far we have to go but wait and mm. this is you know it's and and of course you and i have spent a long time looking at this show in this way right we're, we're gonna see the, the the threads you should not pull Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, um, we can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's too late for us. It's too late. That's right. We're doomed. There's no going well, back. And then like the whole thing about that I thought was, was really stupid of, you know, uh, we're going to cross through the whisperers territory and they'll never know we were there. And then they proceed to just hack and slash their way through every walker they see. And I'm like, do you maybe think that some of these walkers are set up in very specific spots so that they would know what people crossed through and killed them? Do you think maybe, like, they buried a bunch of walkers in the snow at the riverbanks? (laughs) You know, if those walkers were dead come spring, oops, I guess that somebody's been through here. Yeah, Yeah, um... Yeah, we can again. I, I want to circle back around to winter on the north in the northeast because I have some questions about the whole experience with frozen walkers. But anyway, um, on route, 
a lot of emotional stuff is playing out. Um, Carol and Ezekiel are, their relationship is on the ropes. Yeah. Um, they both, they've not been dealing well with Henry's death. Which absolutely happens. There's a statistic that's like, like something like 65% of couples that lose a child end up divorcing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate and sad. And, and Ezekiel is trying to hold on. Mm-hmm. And there's a, an interesting exchange between him and Daryl where Ezekiel takes away the act. He takes away the big King speech yeah. and just talks to Daryl, you know, as himself saying, when we get there, could, could you leave? Could mm-hmm. you just give us some alone time? Because with you around your, your kind of competition and, and I need, right. I, I need, I need you to not be. And Daryl well, just looks at him. Yeah. Is this well, what Carol wants? no i didn't talk to carol the problem with that is that ezekiel is right and he's wrong yeah you know daryl and carol's relationship is so so rooted in that family tie in that we are a family we have we have survived for nearly 10 years together through hell we've both lost countless people we are we are bonded by more than just blood family. Mm-hmm. And so of course Daryl is gonna want to be that support that Carol needs in this horrible time. And Carol's gonna want that. Carol wants that support at the same time. Right. Uh so in that way, Daryl, you're right, is competition. But also flip side conversely, you know they've never had a romantic connection. Their connection has always been platonic and, you know, brother sisterly or even mother son. And, you know, that him asking Daryl to, to abandon his, essentially his sister in this time of need is wrongheaded. Yeah. But it's understandable from Ezekiel's point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think I, that's one of the reasons I actually liked that scene was because the, the pain and frustration and the willingness of Ezekiel to take off the mask, wrong as it is in a way for him to even ask Daryl to do that. Right. It's an understandable wrong. Um, so I, I enjoyed that scene, actually. Um, Lydia, on the other hand, is dealing with the fact that everyone looks at her as the person who got a lot of their friends killed. Yeah. And Ashton or whatever his name is, is not helping because like they see some walkers out in the field and he basically rides up to her and is like, is that your people? Are they watching us now? You have to, you know, you know all their tricks. Tell us is that's them. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> They're really good at pretending to be walkers. I don't know. And then, you know, so she goes on a weird like, I would like someone to kill me. Yeah, it's a very strange sequence. Um, on one hand, the reason that she thought that she could start a new life with these people was Henry. And of course, Henry is dead. And he's dead to some degree because of her. Right. Not her fault, strictly speaking. But. No. 
um, you know, without her, without the situation revolving around her, this is not how Henry would have died. Right. Or the other people. That is 100% true. She did not do it, but she is definitely the cause. Right. And that is a rough thing for someone to carry. And it is a rough thing for a teenager, uh, boy or girl, to carry. And she's already a damaged person. Yes. Um, she was damaged by her, the way her mother raised her. She was damaged by the, the, the world she lives in. And she's very much a one step forward, two steps back kind of character. Right. Um, and so at first she basically puts, she almost puts her hand, tries to steal herself up to put her hand in a frozen walkers bitey mouth. Yeah. And can't do it. She gets interrupted. I'm sorry. She gets interrupted. Uh, by Carol, by Carol, Carol Caesar. And Carol, part of Carol kind of wants the girl to die. Yeah. I mean, you can see it in Carol. And then later when the storm hits, um, Lydia runs out into the storm. And when Carol goes after her, Lydia confronts her and says, look, you have to do this. I'm sorry. It's you, but someone's got to, and I can't do this anymore. I can't go on. And she even, she even says like, look, if I am dead, if I die, then, uh, uh, all of this can be over. All of this can be over if I'm dead. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if that's true. I I think that if, if Lydia were to die and to were to wander a Walker, Lydia were to wander up to her mother, then uh, it would definitely be a, uh, you know, now I must take revenge. Oh yeah. This is, but, but from a, from a teenager's point of view, from a, you know, that whole logic from 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 a teenager's point of view of logic, I think really is this this makes sense to her. And there's this moment where Carol is just looking at her very kind of disturbingly blankly. Right. And you and I have talked about how we do not wish to see Carol go back to being the killing machine exclusively. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the the thought of her pulling that out and being a badass is always fun, but we don't want that to be the default Carol anymore. Right. You know, we like that she's grown away from that. Um, but Lydia kind of makes a compelling case for various aspects of Carol to kill her. Yeah. And there's something of the argument in there that Carol kind of used for killing the sick people at the prison, which kind of started her down her um, kill everything in your path. Really, I mean, it was a very interesting arc of hers, but, you know, that bit where she was kind of, a, I'm going to say not a villain, but definitely, you know, an antagonist, well, at least as far as Rick was concerned. Right, right. She she was definitely a... Uh, uh, like you know, I if if things if people have to die, I'm okay with that. And she still has that. She still does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did that with the saviors in the timeline of this show. Not you know three months ago. You know, yeah. just this year, she did that with the mm-hmm. saviors. Yeah. Know, oops. Well, <laughs> it's got, like. 
you thought that I was retired from being evil, but you know. Well, and I think that I think that we're never going to lose that part of Carol that is a extremely efficient and pragmatic remover of a problem. Right. But um, she also has grown and, and become someone who is a mother figure again and, you know, a, uh, a wife and, and somebody who's been part of a family, which, of course, she's you know, lost with Henry and cho- chooses to lose uh, with Ezekiel because by the end of the episode, she's like, I can't, I can't go on like this. And, and I'll always love that I, that I had the time to believe in the fairy tale, mm-hmm. which I thought was a good one. Um, but Carol decides, uh, Carol's not going to let uh, Lydia uh, get out that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also that she's not going to blame her for something that she she might be the cause for, but she's not responsible for. Right. Um, Which, I don't know, like, I just have this feeling that very soon it's going to just, I, I, I hate, I hate that they keep doing this to Carol. I was really irritated that they killed Henry. I mean, I get it, but it's like, why do we have to put Carol on the misery roller coaster again? Like, come on. Because it's interesting to watch. I mean, honestly, I, it's the only, because she does it so well that Melissa McBride is amazing when she plays those, those scenes. I mean, honestly, that's got to be the writer. I mean, for a writer, that's got to be a compelling reason. I guess. It's brutal to the character, though, and I wish, I kind of wish they'd, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, like, I mean, didn't we do this the other, like, three weeks ago? Like, Sophia, Sophia 2, Puppy. Uh, then wasn't there another one? Uh, not Henry's brother. Nobody cared about Henry's brother. <laughs> Henry, and that's that's four kids that she has has had, you know. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 extraordinarily cruel. It's just an extraordinary cruel thing to do to her. Um, yeah, no. Um, and so they realize well, they're they're not going to make it there in time, so they basically have to go and they're going to hang out at the sanctuary. Right. And meanwhile. Back at Alexandria. Oh. It's just so stupid. Okay, so it's cold there too. And the, the the solar panels are like covered. And so there's no real, real heat. Like they can't generate any electricity to get any heat. Uh, and so they all go to the church. All these Alexandrians go into the church because that's the biggest building and that can keep them all warm. And uh, then somebody forgot to unplug the flu. Okay, so wait, they actually, they actually don't all go to the church. They all go to the, the, the individual houses because the initial house thing was, um, it's a, I think it's Gabriel's house or whatever house it is because they have to go with Negan out of, the, out of the cell because they're like, right. um, and, and yeah, so then they, they, get a, they get a flu blockage and um, they get this explosion. And they're like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah, Eugene's like, we seem to have a terrible problem here. And Negan's like, I've missed you. And, and Eugene's like, I cannot say I feel the same. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you could hear me, you know, when, when he was like, oh, I've missed you, man. I'm sure you could hear me from, you know, 700 miles away going, I didn't shut the 
fuck up, Eugene. <laughs> but there's this, uh, before that, uh, there's this great scene where Negan's basically just poking people with that, you know, I like to poke people and see what they do thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like going, really? Really, you're going to do this? You're so predictable. Yeah. And then he comes back with something about uh, uh, father, not father, um, to, to Needle Gabriel. And everyone just kind of looks at him and they're like, okay, that was actually pretty good. And he's like, I oh, know, I'm good at this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, shut up. But they, they're all going to take the, they're all going to leave that house and go to another house where it's going to be a tighter fit, but they'll all be, you know, there isn't going to be a problem. And they all start to leave. And Negan's like, seriously, people? You're just, you, you shitheads are just going to leave me tied up? And they're like, kind of like, hmm, we could tell Michonne it was an accident. Right. <laughs> well, and then there's a mini plot in this that, that, that Daryl asked uh, Judith to watch Dog. Right. And he has escaped and she does not know where he is. So, okay. All right. So we all remember that Alexandria is a beautiful community with walls around it. And like, probably not even like 25 to 30 feet between each house. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so to leave the church and go to to Aaron's house, which is the next place that they're going to try, they they grab a rope to to lead them all there. Right. They're the people of Alexandria who probably know, like, okay, you leave you leave the church and you turn, you hang a left, and you walk thirty feet, and there's Aaron's house. Right. Uh huh. Yep. But no, they need a rope because it's so bad. The weather has gotten so bad that they've all forgotten where they're going. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, when Judith races off, here's a dog barking in the distance. She somehow gets outside the wall Ugh. to chase the dog who is outside the wall. Are you sure that she got outside the wall? Because it was because that's the thing about the whiteout. I could not tell, but it was still like okay. That's what made, made me so irritated. It's like you are inside your fucking enclosed community. Number one, Judith, don't go running off. Stop being stupid. You are a sharpshooting katana toning nine-year-old badass and you're gonna tell me that Judith is gonna run off after dog? This is the that scavenger chick. Taking on to Michonne again. Like, really, the writers? Really, the writers? You expect yeah. me to believe Judith is going to do that? You know, she may not have been outside the walls. The only reason I felt that way was because there was so much, because it is an enclosed space. Alexandria, as big as it is, I mean, it's, it's a, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a gated community, but as, so as big as it is, it's still, it, 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 it only made sense to me that this whole scene would happen is if they were somehow outside the wall. But you're right. There's no way they should be outside the wall. Um, so Negan goes after Judith. Mm-hmm. And along the way, man, just injure his leg. Um, right. He hears the dog. He tries, follows the dog to Judith. Um, they have a little cute little, another Judith Negan meet cute moment that, you know, demands the spinoff show. Negan and Judith, Judith and Negan. That one, yeah. And and then Negan somehow manages. Okay, so people are wearing cl- on winter clothes here, and yeah. Judith is cold, 
And Negan, who is injured, strips off his his uh, coat and bundles Judith up in it and takes her back, which makes more sense in my head now thinking about being inside the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they were outside the walls, this is an extraordinarily stupid thing to do. But yeah, if they're still inside the walls, it's not as stupid. Um, so they get back and, and Judith is saved and dog is fine and everything's glorious and happy and, and right. awesome. And then, so they decide that they're going to, they are going to go ahead and, and cross through the whispers territory. Yeah. And nothing happens, which I actually really liked. There was no dramatic confrontation. I mean, there was there were there were frozen walkers. Okay, let's talk about frozen walkers for just a minute. So my family is from Northern Iowa. Okay, where it gets very very cold, and the snow is quite deep. And Northern Iowa is, you know, kind of just a little. If you look at the map of the U.S., there's Northern Iowa, and then over here is your East Coast, you know, with your Virginias right, and things. And you may have, you know, if, you, if you've been paying attention to weather at all in the last several years, you may have noticed that New York, which is just a little bit to the north of Virginia, uh, has been hit with several storms. The East Coast has been hit with several storms. Um, there should be a whole lot more frozen walker stories. Right. Over the last, yeah, this is this is the problem with like, oh, now we're going to show winter. We they're hoping that we have forgotten that this is the ninth fucking season of this show, <laughs> and that these people have been surviving since before Judith was fucking born, and so the fact that they are so stymied and that they've got all these problems in the winter and that they didn't clean the fucking flumes to their fucking chimneys and figure out a way to get the fucking solar panels to work in the winter is crazy and stupid. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, it looks cool Uh, and all with the frozen walkers. And quite frankly, the, the walkers to me have never sound better. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to growl with frozen sounds, the walkers the walkers sounded amazing. I was like, the walkers need to sound like this all the time because they are super creepy when they sound half frozen. I am on board with all the walkers being frozen all the time. Make, right. Set this in a, in a cold environment. Give me Walking Dead Alaska and I will be on board. Well, I mean, this is, this is one of those things like, this is, I mean, I wanted to bring out Zombie Survival Guide. Or, or World War Z, the book. And there's a whole section in World War Z, the book, where it talks about how, like, when the winter came, the first winter came, that's when the first, you know, like, we can survive this, like, started, like, because all the walkers, all the zombies froze. And so they just went right. out and, like, killed as many as they could. And, you know, yes, people went crazy from killing zombies all day in the wintertime. But, you know, I, uh, yeah. it's just, I just, it's so stupid and I hate it. It's just so stupid and I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, there's a lot of, 
really cool things that we saw in this episode that should have happened years and years and years ago. And the show should have dealt with them years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Because again, you pull on that thread and suddenly you've got frozen walkers falling from the sky. I mean, it's just, yeah. So uh, they, they survive. Uh, they make it across the river. The frozen Everybody river. Gets there. Everybody gets where they're going. And again, I actually appreciated the fact that they did that because in previous seasons of this show, some, you know, uh, Bob, who we met five minutes into the episode, would have mm-hmm. been washed away. He'd fall into the ice and like, oh, no, Bob. And that would have been, you know. Right. Um, but no, no, Bob, Bob makes it. <laughs> it's like, you're amazing. Of when, when they introduced Ethan Embry. And it was like, he was like, I, I am the only person who's going to stand up to Rick because I don't think he's doing, you know, this is the right thing to do. Oh, no, he got bitten by a walker immediately and died. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but they, they didn't do that. I was actually like, okay, good, nice job, guys. You, you resisted temptation. I'm very proud of you. Well, you resisted temptation there. Right. And they go, they make it, uh, you know, they get, they get off to uh, Hilltop and they get off to Alexandria and, um, and Negan's, you know, got his, got his feet up. Uh, and had that, again, really, I thought it was a really strong conversation with Michonne mm-hmm. where, you know, well, we've talked about how they're basically going to make Negan their pet monster. Right. And this was very much that, you know, she thanked him for saving Judith, and he's like, well, you know what, you've been through enough. Right. Haven't we all, Negan? Yeah. So, um, I actually liked that scene between the two of them, because there's there's something about, well, and you know I've talked about this before, too, with the governor. You know, there's something about having the broken villain go on a redemption arc. Yeah. And Negan seems to be having that. And, you know, if it's, you know, Judith seems to have Carl, Carl first and then Judith now, uh, Negan seems to be susceptible to uh, children looking at him and going, really, man, really? And I'm going, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Language. <laughs> so I liked, I liked those scenes. Um, oh, and then it ends basically with us seeing that the, the whispers migrate, um, which I'm very curious as to how far they migrate. Migrate because it's warm where they are, and again, oh. geography. Right, and then of course the final uh, shot is Ezekiel talking to Judith on the radio. They sign off, and then it crackles, and somebody's saying, "Are you there? Is someone there?" Right, and then that's the end. And I think the implication there, there's a, um, well, there's a couple of different female voice people it could be, because it's a female voice. There was a rumor that it was going to be Rick's voice. Uh, some, yeah. some fan speculation that, because uh, the, the word had gotten out that there was some sort of radio communication this episode. And so there was this, all this scrambling to figure out who it was. And, and people were like, we'll hear Rick's voice, and, but nobody else but here, but the audience. And it's like, okay, well, actually it could be interesting, but they yeah. don't do um, so this is probably uh, the same community that Maggie ended up with. The, the, that's, that seems to be the current thinking is that that's, that's who this is calling in. You know, they, Maggie? Uh, not necessarily Maggie, but from the, that community. Oh. 
What's the name of, of the, the lady who... It doesn't matter. I'm not even going to look it up. Yeah. The lady in the ice cream suit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Frankie. Was it Frankie? I think it was Frankie. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Anyway, so that's kind of what they were thinking with that. that, that that's that community. But um, yeah, so it's going to be till what? October? We'll get, a, we'll, get, we'll get Walking Dead back in October or something? Yeah. Um, Fear the Walking Dead comes up in June, I think. Uh, we have a little gap in the Walking Dead universe, uh, which we have periodically. Usually it's not quite this long, I think, for us. There's usually, because how they've been splitting up seasons for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Walking Dead is coming back a little bit later this year than, than normal. But overall, for even even with some of the missteps of of this season, um, this has actually been one of the stronger Walking Dead seasons. Oh, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you, uh, but I would still be angry and have been disappointed in this <laughs> or this episode. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, it was, it was an episode of good moments, but overall, it was a bit of a. I don't, and I'm not even talking about. You know, like I said, I like the, I like the fact that it was not a how how much extreme violence can we have in this, you know, season finale. You know, oh, you know. I, I'm I'm fine with them not doing that. I'm. It's just right. this this kind of episode tends to draw out the things that bug you and I about this show, which is the first time the audience sees something is the first time apparently these cat the 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 characters experience something, but that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Georgia has winters. Right. Um, they're not as cold as some other places, but they still have winter. And they kind of poked at the idea of winter in earlier seasons, like before they found before they found the hot, uh, the the prison. They, they were like, "Oh no, it's going to be winter times. We need to find a place to be before the winter times." Yeah, and that was it. Then then I like found it, and I was like, "Okay, we're good. Yeah, everything's great now." Yeah, there's just a lot of issues with this that are the kind of things that that have been known to drive us nuts and cause rant. And it did. It did. (laughs) All right. Well, um, that is kind of everything we've got for this episode. Um, We are going to come back with you watched us. I watched us. I do want to go ahead and do a spoilerific uh, review of that film that we can do. um, Because I do that next week. Right. And because because yes, while I agree, I agree with you. While I really, really enjoyed us, if you think about certain things too hard, things fall apart. And we're gonna think about those things so fucking hard. Oh, I know, but I'm also going to say a lot of good things about that film. Oh, yeah. I I truly enjoyed. I truly enjoyed watching it. But when I left, my brain kicked in. Right. <laughs> and I was like, "Hang on a moment." Yeah. Um, but then again, it's the worst, worst thing when your brain kicks in, it's like, Oh, Oh no. Like sometimes it's really good. Like sometimes your brain kicks in and you're like, Oh wow, that was awesome. But sometimes it's like, Oh no, don't. Yeah. Don't ruin it. So, but we'll talk about that. And then, um, after that, we got quite a few things we could talk about. Uh, Santa, Cl- Santa Clarita diet is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a few episodes, I think a couple episodes in already. Uh, but right. we've been known to catch up on that sort of thing before. And there's other stuff out there as well. There's a whole world of horror audiobooks we, we can talk about. Uh, we've talked about talking about in the past. 
Um, and uh, there's all kinds of things we can talk about. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening to us babble on about The Walking Dead and other things. Um, if you would follow us on Facebook or Twitter, that would be fantastic. Uh, you're listening to us on probably on iTunes or podcast.com. You can like us there. You can leave us a comment there. You can... Uh, please share. comment. Oh, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. And please share the show, whether you share it on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, uh, or you know, link to us on, on wherever you like uh, with iTunes or podcast.com. We would always love to have more people listen and give us more feedback about what they like or don't like about the show. Justin, always a pleasure. Yes. And we will be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.